I am Andrea Butcher, and this is Being at Work. Being a leader is hard. So on this show, I set out to talk with experienced leaders to learn from their pivotal moments, how they led through the challenges we can all relate to but are often unheard. Today's guest is on a mission to change the face of IT, saying, businesses today are demanding more from their technology and their technology leaders. Jeff Tun is the author of Amplify Your Value, Leading IT with Strategic Vision, and Amplify Your Job Search, Strategies for Finding Your Dream Job. Jeff is a sought-after speaker, author, and thought leader, having led powerful teams and built successful information technology departments for over 30 years. He takes his passion with him into a variety of advisory and board leadership roles, serving on the Forbes Technology Council, NDCIO Network, NextGen Talent, and Connected World Magazine Board of Advisors. During our energizing conversation today, Jeff will highlight two key things that your IT director wishes you knew, and will also talk about the skills most needed right now for emerging IT professionals. And as you'll hear, we think those same skills apply to other business functions as well. Check it out. It's been a long journey. Um, you mentioned in the, the intro 30 years, and, and as I think about it, it's closing in on a another decade of almost 40 years uh, that I've been involved in information technology. And, you know, I, I started my career as a software developer, as a programmer, and I was so content in doing that. Uh, I was going to do that the rest of my career as just write code. I I loved the excitement and the, the rush of talking to someone about a business problem they were having and then solving that problem through code. That to me was just the end all to beat all. Those moments of handing over the software to somebody and them getting excited because it solved one of their problems. So I was, uh, like I said, I this was uh, probably the mid nineties and I was just gonna do this the rest of my career. And I had two very good friends that continued to kind of kick me in the hind end a little bit and say, you should go into management. You'd be really good at it. And I, I would just, no, no, no. I don't want to play the politics. I don't want to do that. And it probably took them a couple of years uh, before I said, okay, okay, okay. I'll give it a try. And I mean, it sounds cliche to say the rest of uh, of it is history, but for the next 20 years then, I've been in leadership roles in various organizations, mostly in corporate IT. So for those organizations whose main product or service is not technology, so that kind of that support area. And then uh, the last, the previous five years from now was uh, in, for a tech company. Locally here in Indianapolis, they were known initially as Blue Lock and now InterVision, and I spent five years with them, kind of on the other side of the desk. And it, it's enabled me to have this, I believe, a unique perspective of the role of IT within business, which has kind of led me to where I am today. And I owe some of that to you, Andrea, and NextGen Talent. I think I shared this story that the crystallization of this mission that I'm on, changing the face of IT, 
really came as I was developing a presentation for your next gen talent group. And that process of thinking through what does your IT director wish you knew about IT led me to the future of IT and the changing face of IT. So thank you for helping me with my own mission. (laughs) (laughs) We are in this together. (laughs) Well, and it, and I, that presentation now having seen that a couple of times, I mean, it does, you've taken something that could feel and seem complex and you've simplified it a bit. So what, what are the keys? What, what does your IT director want you to know? I really enjoyed putting that presentation together, and I, I realize your audience uh, can't walk through that presentation with us, but it, it starts out kind of snarky because I, I read an article uh, one time that was a, several quotes from IT professionals, from tech professionals, of what they wish their colleagues knew about IT, and it really rubbed me the wrong way. So I started looking at what does the IT director really wish that the rest of the organization knew about technology. And it's not necessarily that we want the entire organization to be experts in technology. That's that's our job, right? But I, I think the keys that we want the business associates to understand are the, the complexity in it. It's incredibly complex as we tie applications and systems together. It's not what seems easy on the surface, a lot of times has multiple layers that have to be considered. And in addition to the complexity, I'd say the other thing is the speed of change. There's some disciplines within a business that really don't change that much uh, year over year or even month over month. But technology is evolving so fast. Uh, The growth in it is exponential. And it's a chore just to keep up with what's going on in technology. So in the presentation, we actually go into a little bit more detail. And I I use the example of cloud uh, because that's that's a familiar term to uh, most people, whether you're in technology or you're you're not, you're you're familiar at least a little bit with the concept of cloud, and so I, I walk the listener through how we got to cloud, and it's it's basically this push for efficiency, cost reduction throughout the organization, and now connecting more and more with the end customer of the business. It used to be. Technology was in the back office. Uh, it ran the accounting systems. It, it, it ran the record keeping for the organization. Now it serves in many cases as the face of the business, right? And so what I think more than anything, what your IT director wishes you knew or better stated wishes you did is bring them the problem, not the solution. In other words, don't go try to find an application, a software application that's going to fix your problem. Bring the problem to them and have them help you find the right one that fits your problem and fits within the organization and the architecture within the organization. So I'd say that was the, the crux of that part of the presentation. Those are the things that, that we want you to know. 
Well, and you mentioned earlier that your experiences in corporate IT and then at the tech company on the other side really have helped to formulate this perspective that you now consult and speak and share on. So I would suspect that you have a lot of stories that bring these to life. I mean, is there anything around the complexity or the speed of change that re- like really jumps out to you in your career that, that highlights? as an example? Well, the speed of change, I think if you think back, just think back 10 years and what technology we didn't have 10 years ago and how has it evolved. Great story, even from last night, I was on a video conference with uh, several IT leaders and in the background behind one one of the other IT leaders was a dial phone. And, and it's just there as a conversation piece. But how many people don't know what that is? And now, you know, we carry our phones with us as the smartphone. And sometimes we kind of forget that it's actually a phone because it does so much for us. And 10 years ago, that that wasn't the case. We didn't have those. And so that, that kind of points to that speed of change. The complexity, you'll hear, you'll hear technology professionals talk about the technology stack. And if you imagine a stack of pizza boxes, let's just use that as an example. So you've got seven or eight different pizza boxes. And I use that as the analogy because the slide visual that I use kind of looks like a pizza box sort of. But And you think about that when you as someone that's using the technology types a command on the keyboard or these days speak to uh, the computer via voice recognition, that command has to traverse down through all of the stacks of pizza boxes down to the hardware level and back. And it has to all work and it has to all be connected together. And one of the things that that has led to is the specializations within IT. So a a, a lot of, a lot of times, because I'm an, I'm an IT person, you know, my family will, is even guilty of this. They'll say, Hey, can you, can you help me? My, my laptop's not working. And it's like, Oh my gosh, I've been in technology 40 years, but I have no idea how to fix your laptop. That's not my area of specialty. It never was. Uh, I was never the hardware person. I was a software developer. And so you end up with these specializations. And and I know it gets frustrating sometimes when you might reach out to someone in your IT department and ask for help and they're not much help. And it could be because they're the network engineer. They're not the application expert or they're the tech support desk and not the uh, systems engineer or whatever the case may be. And so that complexity has led to further complexity by specialization within the department. Yeah, so it's not a one size fits all. Right. The analogy I like to use is uh, you wouldn't call your plumber to help you with your with an electrical problem, right? And, and that's kind of the way it is with, with the IT departments anymore is there's such a level of specialization. They may know just just enough to be dangerous. Well, and so that, you know, I know something that you're really passionate about is building consulting and leadership skills within IT professionals, because it's also on that leader 
to teach people how to work with him or her. How is that playing out in IT departments as these specializations emerge? Well, and that gets to the the changing face of IT that we were talking about earlier is if you think of the stereotypical IT professional, they're they're kind of the nerd that sits in the back and you know, you throw them pizza and beer and you rarely let them out of their cage. And that's not what our businesses need and demand anymore. So the IT leader, what we used to call soft skills, collaboration, communication, those types of things are really essential skills now. So that's part of the mission that I'm on now is not only telling IT professionals that these are essential skills, but helping them learn some of those skills like collaboration, like communication, design thinking, system thinking, where you're putting the user of the technology at the forefront of the design. And the other aspect about the changing face of IT is driving diversity into technology. Uh, And I know this is something that you're passionate about also, uh, Andrea, gender diversity, racial diversity, cultural diversity, because the problems that we are trying to solve in business today, in society today, are so complex, we have to have that diversity of thought. And when you look at some of the statistics, I think the last uh, statistic that I saw showed that 23% of the people in technology are female. Well, that's, that's an abysmal percentage. But when you take it a step farther and you look at the percentages of blacks in, in IT, in technical roles, it's 7 or 8%. And you know, on and on and on. And so part of that changing the face of IT is working with departments to help them be more diverse, working with uh, students uh, as, as, as early as uh, high school and sometimes even grade school uh, and encouraging them to look at computers as a career and get involved in technology earlier. And some of the programs that are around today are just amazing. The robotics contest that they have really engages with the student uh, to learn a little bit about technology. And, And so that's part of that changing face dynamic. Yeah, that's exciting. No, no wonder you're so passionate about this. I mean, there's so much opportunity there and there's also so much potential there. Because of the impact, you know, the, these these changes that you've talked about, the impact that those things can have on the business and the profession and the function. Absolutely. In, in fact, Melissa Greenwell uh, wrote a great book a couple of years ago, Money on the Table. And in it, she puts out the business case, the proven business case, that companies that are diverse throughout their ranks, especially in their leadership ranks, are more profitable they do better, they perform better than their peer organizations who may not be as diverse. Uh, So there's a real reason for doing this other than just pure humanity. Uh, There's business reasons to do it as well. Yeah. Well, the simple perspective too, the problem that the problems we're trying to solve require diversity of thought. They're just the level of complexity is so much different today. Absolutely. And, And if your teams, the, the danger especially as we start getting into things like 
artificial intelligence and sophisticated automation routines, if your teams aren't diverse, you're going to end up with the biases of the creators of that application embedded in the code. And that makes things far, far worse. Uh, So if you have a diverse team, you can be more aware of some of the decisions that you're making as you're coding something or some of the data sets that you're using to train it. You can make sure that you're taking diversity into account at all levels of the development process. So you talked about communication and collaboration as important leadership skills to support that shift. Like what else do you see? Like like leaders that are doing this well, driving diversity, really changing the face of IT within their businesses. What, what are the leadership skills that they that they demonstrate? What's most important? Well, I, I mentioned two that I think are are at the top, which is communication and collaboration. I think that's paramount. Too often, what we try to do as technologists is teach our business colleagues about technology, where on the other hand, we should be speaking in their language. And so, one of the keys to me is a deep, deep business acumen. And it it seems funny to say sometimes is you you have to understand how your business makes money. And I don't mean the dollars and cents, you know, the, the spreadsheets and all that. How does the business actually go to market? How does the business engage with its customers? What problems does the customer have that your business is solving through your product or service? The IT department typically is separated from a lot of that. And in, in fact, a lot of times when you talk to someone that's in, in IT and you say, well, what do you do? Their answer will be, I'm in IT. What they don't answer is, oh, I'm in a nonprofit or I'm in manufacturing or I'm in retail. And again, because the problems that, we're, that we are attacking and solving are more and more complex every day, I think the other thing that's going to happen, uh, and I I preach this all the time, is I think you're going to start to have industry verticalization within IT professionals. You you see it already today, especially in healthcare, trying to go as a, even as a chief information officer, if if I'm a chief information officer of a construction company and I want to move into healthcare, no way they're not going to even entertain that during my jobs. And why is that? I mean, the assumption is because the technology necessary to drive one business is different by industry. I mean, is that it? Like what, why is that? Well, it's the, it's the terminology. It's the, it's the lingo. It's the language of the business that you're, that you're trying to get into. And at the end of the day, it is the technology at some levels, is the same, but at many levels, it's different. I'm going to solve problems. I'm going to be facing different problems and have different experiences if I'm in healthcare versus real estate development or construction. Two entirely different problem sets. And if you're looking for someone with experience in solving those business problems, you're going to look to somebody who has experience and have come up through the ranks in that industry. 
Right. So as, okay, so it goes back to what's needed right now. I mean, you said like deep business knowledge, really IT leaders who really know their businesses. So as, as those skill sets grow, I mean, naturally it's going to drive that vertical industry vertical, isn't it? Yes, I, I, I think so. And, and so I encourage IT leaders and emerging IT leaders to get out and be a part of the business as much as they can. You're familiar with my background. I was chief information officer for Goodwill here in central Indiana. And one of the things that we tried to do often is get out of the data center and go out and visit the retail stores. One of the things I'd loved to do is we called them ride-alongs. And I'd ride along with Kent Kramer, a dear friend of both of ours, I know. And it was a unique opportunity. Kent was the uh, VP of retail at the time. And it was a unique opportunity to go to the store and see it through his eyes. What was he seeing? What was he thinking? What things stood out to him as he looked at his store? And I remember a funny story. It was one of the first times that I did one of these ride-alongs. We're walking through the store and he says, stop, do you hear that? And I said, no. He says, exactly. The music's not playing. And I said, okay. And he said, well, do you know who is who, who I need to call about that? And I kind of shrugged my shoulders and said, marketing? I mean, it's music in the store, right? Well, man, did I get a lesson that, first of all, it's technology. And so it was my department's responsibility. But I also learned a great lesson from Kent on the importance of music in a retail store. And it's something that had we gotten a call at the help desk and I'm sitting in my office and they said, oh, the music's down at store 27 or whatever. It probably would never have had the impact as it did by having that conversation with Kent on the middle of the store floor about the importance of music in retail. And that's just one example uh, over the five years that I was with Goodwill and and went on those ride-alongs with Kent and others. And so I would encourage my entire team to do that as well. Well, and the relationships, like it's, yeah, it's not just about understanding the business, but it's the people that you're partnering with really understanding what they're thinking about as well. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And, and, it, and it helps you with the communication aspects. I, I, I know I've harped on that uh, several times in our conversation today, but we have to be able to speak the language of the business. If, if I'm in technology and I'm talking to a, a business leader about bits and bytes and servers and networks and their eyes will just glaze over. Right. I, I mean, right. I mean, they just, it's not important. Uh, it's fundamental and foundational to the business, but it's not important in their eyes, in their ears. Well, and that's, and that is the shift, isn't it? It's not about showing up with your expertise. It's showing up really seeking to understand, okay, what is this business? And then applying that to their challenges. Absolutely. And, and it's like any communication, anytime you have communication breakdown, chances are the two people are speaking, and I'll use air quotes that your audience can't see, are speaking a different language, right? And that, that leads to so many issues within a within a business because we're saying we're using the same words but they have different meaning to us or they have no meaning at all in some cases to us 
So that to me is one of the fundamental shifts that we have to, we have to make. Uh, the, the other one that I think is, is fundamental and, and it's related to that is the customer. Everything is, should be focused on the customer. What's the customer experience uh, when they're interacting with your organization how are they interacting? And uh, I'll use another example from my Goodwill days uh, of, of that. We were developing the loyalty card, uh, the reward card program for Goodwill. And one of the things we wanted to do is to be able to track two different behaviors, shopping and donating. And so we had this great idea that we would give you a credit card size card, that's your reward card. And when you go to the donation door, you would hand that to the donation attendant and they would go swipe your card and track that you made a donation that day. Brilliant, right? Except on Saturdays in the middle of the summer when everybody's garage sale closes down and they bring all the stuff that didn't sell to Goodwill and the line of cars is seven, eight, nine, ten cars long, that donation attendant does not have time to take your card and go inside and swipe it. So we had to come up with a different way to solve that problem. And again, if we weren't seeing it from the customer's perspective, we never would have known how, how deep that problem was. Well, and I suspect, I mean, what a great story because of the impact that you all had. I mean, that, that, those are the kinds of things that drive engagement, that build confidence, that get you excited about, okay, what else in the business can we solve? Yes, absolutely. Is that what you saw in that situation? Yes, exactly right. And, and you know, part of our strategy, our technology strategy was to use partners to do some of the work. We were heavily invested in cloud technology. And while that is cool technology and there's lots of things I could talk about cloud and how exciting it is, one of the things it did was it allowed our engineers to go out and spend time look watching the customers interact with the retail floor. Jason Fisher, a great systems engineer that was working at Goodwill at the time, he went and, and watched the checkout lines at one of the retail stores and saw the frustrations that our customers were having waiting in lines. And he completely redesigned the technology that goes into the checkout system to speed up the lines and make it easier for our customers. And again, had we been in our data centers watching the blinking lights, we never would have never would have seen it. And so I encourage, no matter what industry you're in, uh, if you're a technology professional, spend time in the business. Uh, ask to shadow somebody in the business one day a month or you know one day every other month, depending on your on your workload. But really try to get the feel of walking a mile in their shoes or your customer's shoes better yet. Well, and think about, I mean, you're, you're talking about the changing face of IT, but what's so interesting is how all of the concepts you've talked about are so applicable for emerging HR and talent leaders. And I would also say for emerging finance leaders, emerging marketing leaders, it's get out into the business and understand how you can bring your expertise to solve what their challenges are. Like that's, that's build those relationships with the business, deep, deep understanding of the business first. 
Absolutely. I think it applies to a lot of professions that are typically seen as the the back office or the support areas like HR, like finance, uh, marketing uh, to a certain extent, although, although they're because of their role, they're a little bit further out front with the customers uh, a lot of times. In, in fact, you mentioned the book that I wrote a couple of years ago, Amplify Your Value. Well, it was talking about strategies for leading IT with strategic vision. Many people that read that book said, well, this applies to me as well. Whether they were an HR professional, uh, a controller for uh, a business, whatever it was, that some of those same principles would apply. That's so great. Well, and so I'm walking away from our conversation today with a couple of takeaways. All of that, like the changing face of those traditional support functions. And you've talked specifically about IT, but just basic skills around communication, collaboration, leadership, relationship building, really taking time to understand the business that you're in. That's valuable regardless of the function you're in. And then I so appreciate you talking about what your IT leader wants you to know, because there, there are a lot of expectations placed on those leaders and recognizing the complexities and the speed at which things are changing and how that impacts the work and their leadership. That's exactly right, Andrea. It, it, it all works together to enable the professional to have a bigger impact uh, on their business and on their customers. It all works together for the professional to have a bigger impact. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a summary of why you're doing what you're doing, right? Absolutely. Jeff, thank you so much. You are such a bright light. You know, in addition to having so much insight around leadership and the changing face of IT, you are also just such an incredible human being. I have so loved getting to know you. You are someone who always shows up with a lot of integrity and open heart and open stance. You are so growth oriented. So thank you for modeling all those things. I've learned so much from you working with you over the last couple of years. Well, thank you. That means a lot, Andrea. I appreciate that. So if our listeners want to connect with you, what's the best way to do that? So the best way, I'm, I'm all over LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. Um, my handle on each one of those platforms is Indy. So it makes it pretty easy to find, J-T-O-N-I-N-D-Y. Uh, but I also have a website www.jeffreystun.com. And if you visit that website and go to www.jeffreystun.com slash being at work, all one word, uh, I'll have a special offer for you as a listener of this program. Uh, you'll be able to download a couple of free chapters of my recent book, which is Amplify Your Job Search. This is not an IT book. This is for anyone that's in any profession. Uh, that is either in between jobs or underemployed. They can use this book to help them find their find a job. But uh, you'll get a free download for visiting that site of the, a couple of chapters, as well as a, a discount on buying a copy of the book, should you so choose. Excellent. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate all that. Well, thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity to beyond being at work. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast to never miss a being at work story.